Welcome to OpenTelemetry in Use, an ad-free monthly show about OpenTelemetry in the wild. Meet OpenTelemetry end-users, contributors and vendors who all share their in-use stories. Come join the community and learn about and exchange experiences with OpenTelemetry. Welcome to this very first episode of Open Telemetry in Use. And today we meet Daniel of Skyscanner. Welcome to the show, Daniel. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for, for joining us. Really awesome. Um, can you maybe introduce yourself a little bit? Who are you? What are you doing? Where are you working? Yep. So I'm um, talking to you from Edinburgh in Scotland. And I'm a principal engineer at Skyscanner. I'm the uh, technical lead for our observability strategy, and I'm helping teams to produce valuable telemetry data and then to, to use that data to monitor and debug production services. That's awesome. And what exactly does Skyscanner do? Uh, well, Skyscanner is a travel company, and we, we help more than 100 million unique users every month to book their, their next trip. And we offer flights, hotels, and car hire options for, for them to use. Um, Skyscanner was originally founded here in Edinburgh in, uh, in 2003. And 20 years later, we've got um, more than 1,200 employees worldwide. And I have the, uh, the, the pleasure of working with many of those on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, yeah, for us, basically, offering a reliable service is, is, is crucial. And part of that is our observability strategy and basically keeping our systems observable. <laughs> I can imagine you have, you're dealing with a lot of data. You have a lot of data, dealing with a lot of data to make uh, all these wonderful services possible, I, I suppose. So mm -hmm. um, you already talked about a little bit about observability. So, you know, this is open telemetry in use. So how did mm -hmm. you get into, into open telemetry? But in terms of um, open telemetry, the story as Skyscanner began, well, 2020, I think um, I was part of a team that was in charge of um, enabling open tracing at Skyscanner. So um, open telemetry back then was already something that, that we were looking at as a successor of open tracing, right? And then um, and then the pandemic hit. And we, I guess, you know, we as many, many companies, there was an opportunity there for introspection, right? And to start to think about our internal processes, how we could optimize things. So um, we realized that the the complexity of the pipelines we were running internally of our telemetry systems, libraries, and so on, was producing basically a lot of disjointed data and a lot of uh, data that could not be correlated between the different telemetry signals like traces, metrics, and logs. It generated a lot of toil for our um, engineers to actually maintain these libraries and these systems without, you know, without producing quality data, right? So, um, so I think. It was then that we said, okay, let's redefine our observability. And this is why, you know, I was sort of like landed this project that to, to completely redefine how we do observability at Skyscanner and to basically adopt um, or keep our mentality of uh, Skyscanner of relying on open standards and open source, but as well, you know, reduce that complexity by um, moving our data to a single um, observability vendor without. So it was that decision of like, how can we do that while remaining? Uh, vendor neutral while remaining, you know, based on open standards. And that's when we started to look at open telemetry from, from a more general view, rather than just basically a migration from open tracing 
and into more of a, you know, this is how we're going to base our, um, what we're going to base our observability solution as sky scanner in. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. how did you actually go about, like, after you, you know, you made yourself familiar and, and, I assume you you uh, already had a lot of, of knowledge from from open tracing and that you could kind of reuse in open telemetry. But how did you go about introducing open telemetry itself in in Skyscan in your organization? So I think, um, and that's partly you know, um, it's, a, it's a it's a three. I, I like to basically divide it into three phases. The first one, I guess, is communicating value. So um, I think you know that is the value of open standards, the the value of uh, standard instrumentation that's coming uh, out of the box from from services um, and the value for companies, for organizations that adopt these open standards. So so that was the first part of it. And uh, then comes like rolling out that, so like instrumentation and transport and export of telemetry data, and then actually using it in production, right? So I think I was uh, relatively um, lucky that the the engineering leadership at Skyscanner saw value straight away. So um, just basically communicating that sort of uh, approach to, hey, we're, we're going to move to a vendor maybe, or there's this sort of like influence in that buy versus build decision. So we say, okay, we maybe want to use more of a vendor rather than rolling out, uh, rolling our own internal like observability platform. But we're going to do that while remainder vendor neutral. We're going to do that while using open source and open standards. So I think, you know, that was, uh, that's sort of like communicating the value that we can get from that. That was the first, first, uh, um, first step. And then became actually rolling out open telemetry across the organization. And I think that is when we started to see talking about value. I think that was, that was a good, a good initial thing to, to migrate was our tracing libraries. Right. Um, we were, as I said, we were based on open tracing. So that was the first short of value is okay. So based on open tracing, that if you are a user of open tracing, you know that it's got a um, similar, in a way, um, API implementation or API uh, designed to to open telemetry, right? So there is that decoupling of the API from its implementation. So then when we rolled out open telemetry, we could roll it out with what's called the open tracing shim, right? So there is, um, you've got open tracing and you've got the open telemetry implementation that provides the well, that provides the the open the open tracing shim that provides implementation for open tracing. So when we rolled that out as Skyscanner, we rolled it out as as a as as a version bump for some of our internal libraries. So we could just basically provide an implementation for open tracing. All our service owners could just rely on the open tracing API and then gradually, slowly migrate towards using open telemetry natively. Right. Now that basically we could do that as well. Uh, in a way, you know, we, we did have like a lot of work already done at Skyscanner to have right. a set of libraries that internal libraries and, and base Docker images that we can use that just basically set a few defaults, right? So mm-hmm. these libraries just sort of um, um, take, I don't know, security, networking, telemetry as well. So they set up some defaults for our service owners. And some of these defaults, for example, um, say, well, you need to use, or you by default, you will use OTOP to export right. data and you will go to this particular endpoint, right? right? So when we rolled out open telemetry, we did it in a way under the hood. And then that mm-hmm. meant that in about one month, um, we migrated 300 services to from open tracing to open telemetry. Yeah. We could start to produce data in in 
in a standard format. We can start to integrate with more vendors and, and then start to basically rely on the semantic conventions, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so basically that's one of the things that we used that allowed us to move fast was that sort of like decoupling of the API and open tracing. And now we're, ba now we're mainly based natively on open telemetry for, for tracing a Skyscanner. Another aspect that we used was the open telemetry collectors which we originally deployed. So now we have like multiple ways of deploying them to, to meet different use cases. But having the open telemetry collector deployment as a gateway to a vendor meant that, you know, we, we could, and we still do point all of our telemetry to a single endpoint. And then at that point, that last hop of telemetry, we as platform engineers, we can control the well, right. certain aspects of, uh, of how we export telemetry to the last to the vendor or to another internal open source like platform that we right. may want to run. Right. And then right. these collectors, what we found were like they are fantastic at basically at, at what they do at their job. Right. Super efficient. I think we handle almost one million spans per second at the moment. And all that basically across all of our clusters right. with probably less than 125 cores. So that that basically helped us as well. Wow. I, that's amazing, and I, I'll very likely get back to you uh, asking for for a review of my PR that, that expands on on agent and, and mm -hmm. gateway in, in the docs. Um, I think we can benefit very much from your insights there. Um, so, if I if I summarize that up, it was essentially a mixture of you had a very supportive leadership team, and you were essentially more or less migrating from something existing open tracing rather than starting from from scratch like you you already had something to go or, or to, to start with and and did that migration and and it's it sounds to me like you you um um were quite happy with that <laughs> um yeah. in the interest of time let's move on to the next topic because i want to make sure that we talk about your book <laughs> it seems you're not just a tech lead but you're also an author so tell us about Practical open telemetry adopting open observability standards across your organization. Why did you write that book? Um, well, I think, you know, it's just something that working with, uh, as I do with dozens of teams and hundreds of engineers, I just found that I was uh, referring to some of my material that I wrote internally and like best practices for observability, some of the official documentation on open telemetry as well, which is great. And I was just basically finding that I just kept repeating the same things over and over again on like <laughs> aspects like, you know, that are basically best practices. Like, okay, so when, when should you use a metric or when should you use uh, tracing? When should you create a new span or should you add a new, uh, a new attribute to, to the already existing span, right? So things like this. And, uh, and also like um, I wanted to basically, um, share a bit of the some of the experience that i've got from from running observability at scale because i think one of the um one of the challenges of skyscanner is the amount of data that we produce right yeah. so that's when having the right tool for the right job when you're talking about should we use a metric or should we use tracing how mm -hmm. can we use that sort of like correlation between signals right. to actually limit the number of uh um, events that we produce in a way or the number of events that we store and have like you know that sort of like high granularity that comes with correlation without having to store every single event that right. goes through the through the platform right so i think is how can you increase observability while you keep your 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 telemetry production efficient in a way right right 
Yeah, I, I usually refer to that as return on investment driven observability, where you kind of like um, compare the the investments, you know, in terms of instrumentation or storage or ingestion cost or whatever it is, with what what you get out of it, right? And and at the end of the day, it you know needs to be positive, right? You need to get more out of it than than you invest. Uh, awesome, and and I love your book. I, I really like. We we need many many more of those, but you know at least we have yours, and I very much appreciate it. Thank you very much for writing it. Um, and your book actually talks a lot about the value, right, that, that open observability, open standards, et cetera, and open telemetry brings. Can you give us a, a concrete example? You, you mentioned already earlier, uh, you know, value in, in the organization. Can you walk us through a concrete example there? Yeah, I think um, one of them was, as I said, you know, when we started to um, to consider um, that sort of like buy versus build decision right i think um open telemetry can sort of like tip the balance one way or the other and you know that's basically gets more freedom to organizations to actually decide how they want to handle their data like um without being tied to a specific implementation which could be a vendor it could be an open source library right so um so i think that is you know that's one of the examples where where it brings value and as well what we've seen as i said um a sky scanner for example um we are now in the process of rolling out um, open telemetry metrics. We're starting with that now, basically. And we're taking a different approach because here there is like a lot of legacy. Um, so basically, um, being able to use the right tool for the right job, as in having all the all the uh, the signals there and being able to say, well, there's a lot of auto-instrumentation that comes from, from the instrumentation libraries and a lot of native instrumentation as well. So for us, you know, that takes precedence, right? So we're starting to evaluate telemetry in a different way, as in, is there an open source library that supports hotel or like that there is an, an instrumentation library for it that should take precedence to like you instrumenting yourself, the service right. yourself, which brings the value of like, you know, reducing the toil, the maintenance toil and so on. But I think one of the one of the key things as well that I that I mentioned in the book is the um, the use of semantic conventions, which to me that is crucial for definitely for the correlation part and this or like the observability part but there's that another aspect to it which we use a sky scanner which is the, the finops part and i'll explain this because you can get the <laughs> yeah because the same the same semantic conventions yeah. that you can use for for to correlate telemetry you can also use it to say um to basically get ownership of telemetry data right so right. every single and data point, every single span will have their own service names, optional service namespace. But basically having those, we can then uh, think about like the transport or storage costs and then segment those by service, which then can be assigned right. to teams. And we started to see something really interesting happening, which was that when you put cost data in front of people, it's not like, you know, <laughs> without, without you just right. budgeting, right? You put cost right. data in front of people. Right. They start to say, well, actually, maybe I forgot to turn off debug logging in that production right. service and actually using tracing data, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like this, this showbag or chargeback, whatever variant, um, raises awareness and people like it's not a, that we are naturally all wasteful right we're just not aware of it right and, and yeah. if, if you get it actually in your face like hey did you know that by the way you just burned through x amount of dollars or euro or whatever um that makes you think right probably you know we, what what else could we do right if, if i could take that money and invest it into something else maybe maybe that's a better use of, of the money then i think you know a lot of, a lot of other um 
uh, there's another use case which is well in terms of like you know putting data in front as well you must be familiar with uh with when kubernetes for example started and you know maybe people just didn't have that that sort of like notion of actually you run a kubernetes in a kubernetes cluster but there is a cost associated with your containers it's not free compute right. so yeah <laughs> right oh, absolutely cool um we are almost at the end of this episode so i First, I'd like to thank you. I know that was really awesome. Great insights. Thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing. Um, and again, thanks for your book. This is really something I, you know, everyone who is serious about introducing open telemetry in the organization, that's a must read um, in my my opinion. And uh, any last words, anything that you want to, you know, share with us, or maybe you have this one thing that you would like to change in open telemetry or any last words from your end? No, I'm just basically saying that I'm really looking forward to seeing more contributions. I think uh, the, the the direction now of like, you know, improving sort of client side, like browser, mobile, and all the sort of like that end-to-end visibility, um, mm-hmm. really looking forward to what's coming there, seeing more support from vendors. And I think recently I saw the the sort of like the the contribution numbers and for open telemetry, which are only a bit far behind, well, not, not that far behind Kubernetes, which is great to see as, the number of contributions awesome all right thank you so much daniel and uh, i wish you a wonderful day thank you you too